Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Scent with Emphasis. Today, we're going to slow it down a little bit. I've had a few guests on recently, which I've absolutely loved. But today, I want to take the time to talk about something I'd say very important to anyone listening, self-love. So this episode, I just want to discuss what it is, how to even go about loving yourself or caring for yourself or even giving yourself the respect you deserve and kind of some tips and tricks I have to practice that. So to begin, what is self-love? I feel like it should be pretty self-explanatory, but I also want to note that it's more than loving yourself. That is a majority of it. However, it also takes into consideration caring for yourself, taking actions that better suit the life that you want, and just kind of taking a moment to breathe and <laughs> soak up life around you and really get to know who you are. Also, I want to note that a lot of times the reasons that we don't partake in self-love or do things that are necessarily good for us is because we think that we're being selfish. That is not true whatsoever. Self-love is completely different than selfishness and self-indulgence. And I think it's what restricts a lot of people from partaking in it. When you have people that you need to be doing things for or stuff you need to achieve, you almost put yourself on the back burner. In this episode, I really want to focus on making yourself a priority. So, how do we practice self-love? First, I want to say that you are the only person that you spend every waking minute of your life with. You are always with yourself. There is literally not one person you spend a fraction of the amount of time with than you do yourself. So, to first practice self-love, learn who you are. Take a moment and Look past all of the categories that you've grouped yourself into in the past, maybe extroverted, introverted. Oh, I'm good at math. I'm the funny friend. I'm not the most organized person. Just get rid of all those boxes, all those categories, and really sit with yourself and ask yourself, who the fuck am I? Who am I? What do I want? What do I need? What are my goals? What makes me happy? And a way to do that that I often practice is... Think about your life at this very moment. If you could be doing anything to bring yourself the most joy, what would you be doing? And I think a lot of times that sets a priority for you because it makes you realize what makes you happy, what do you want to achieve, and so on. Another way to do it is setting boundaries. This is something I am terrible at. I am very good at balancing a lot at once, a lot of different friendships, schoolwork, work, this podcast, but I am terrible at saying no to things. I overwork myself so much. I am constantly on the go, on the burnout 24-7, and for me, explain this to myself, but also you, a way to go about learning your own needs is setting boundaries to say no. Because a lot of times we can't be go, go, go. We can't be doing things 24-7. That just isn't going to work. So sit with yourself, prioritize your needs, and set your boundaries. Next, it's important to, this is a weird term. This sounds like really hippie-ish and poetic, but cultivating self-acceptance. Yes, this is a full-on fucking therapy sesh. We are cultivating self-acceptance here. So what does that mean? 
to first start that, I think it's important. This kind of goes off of what I was just saying, but practicing mindfulness. So mindfulness involves paying attention to your thoughts, your emotions, and taking that judgment away from it. And when you practice this mindfulness, specifically without judgment, you can kind of observe your own thoughts and feelings, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, but ultimately just sitting with yourself as I went on before. The next way to cultivate self-acceptance is identifying your strengths, not your weaknesses. I think every self-help book on the planet is like, identify your strengths and weaknesses. For this episode, fuck your weaknesses. As far as I'm concerned, you have none. Okay, what the fuck are your strengths? Think about it. Are you a good talker? Are you organized? Are you smart? Are you, what are you? What are your strengths? Write them down, think about it, whatever you have to do. The next important factor of cultivating this self-acceptance is practicing self-compassion. That kind of takes it a step further than mindfulness and self-love. It's really just treating yourself as someone you love. When you think of it this way, You are the only constant in your life, but you often treat yourself the worse than anyone else. Would you look at your best friend and tell them that they look ugly or that they're not good enough or that they're not worth it? No, you literally wouldn't do that, but you love your best friend. So why can't you do that to yourself? That's ultimately where this deterioration of self-love really comes in is because we are so horrible to ourselves, from internal to external that we think that we can handle it. We are constantly taking our own beatdowns consistently, 24-7. You are the first one to criticize yourself. You are the first one to constantly try and make yourself better. And it's exhausting. It is fully exhausting. Can you imagine if you had a friend who was constantly nagging at your every move, who was constantly trying to work on you or make you a different person? That would probably be the most toxic friendship ever. So then how are you going to say that your relationship with yourself is good when you're doing that same thing to yourself? And if that doesn't resonate with people, a lot of ways that I think of it is if you have a newborn or a new pet or even a new plant, you're nurturing it to keep it to grow, to help it become what it's supposed to be. But we often forget that we need that same type of nurturing. We are always growing. There isn't a point where we're like, okay, I did enough self-love. I'm good. I can check out now. Like that's, I've had enough. No, that's not the case. That never will be the case. We need to constantly nurture ourselves and take time to get to know what we really need. Next, challenge your negative self-talk. Okay? You listening. I'm fucking talking to you. You are nagging on yourself. 24-7, you are telling yourself you're not good enough. You're looking up new tutorials to make you prettier, younger, your hair healthier, your style better, okay? Instead of trying to fix what is now, focus on switching that negative talk. You don't need to buy that makeup because you're ugly. You want to buy it because it'll make you feel better. So just change your perspective. And also, You're trying your very best. You are juggling so much on top of your own thoughts. And your thoughts are kind of the most draining part of your day. So take a moment to challenge that negative self-talk that you always have. Next up, I would like to say that I think this is one of the most important parts. And I know that this is all about self-love and about yourself. But I think one of the best ways to cultivate this self-acceptance is surrounding yourself with positive people. 
And you don't need to be around people who are happy-go-lucky 24-7, just life is amazing, woohoo! You know, those really positive people that you're like, okay, shut the fuck up. Like, I, I can't stand this. Just be around people who bring you up are always looking at the optimistic side of life, working on themselves, who they are, just surrounding yourself by people who are like that and who ultimately see the good in life is going to go a long way. If you're constantly surrounding yourself by people who are pessimistic or people who are bringing you down or always bringing up the worst things of life, you are going to get dragged down too. And that's not to say that sometimes life fucking sucks and we need to rant and we need to complain. That is normal. That is part of fucking life. But I'm saying a majority of the people that you surround yourself with should be having that positive impact on your life and should make you want to practice that self-love more. My last suggestion on cultivating self-acceptance beyond just accepting who you are is get a therapist, honestly, or find someone else to talk to. I think a lot of times we all get in our head about what's going on in our life and we replace so many scenes and so many encounters so much in our head and we talk so much to our friends that sometimes you just need a new perspective. You need someone to talk to who has your best interest in mind. And that can be someone exterior. And even if you don't want to get a therapist, talk to your parents. Talk to someone you haven't talked to in a while that can offer you a new perspective. So now that I rambled your ear off on a million and one ways to cultivate self-acceptance and really understand what self-love is, how do we do it? What are some ways that we can literally do it? I need some tangible stuff going on. So I compiled a little list of things that are, while they may be mainstream, they are helpful ways to help you practice self-care. Number one, exercise. When I was talking about this with my roommates, I think all of us agreed that exercise is one of the best ways to practice self-love. Because not only is it, well, you're making your health better, you're achieving what you want, increasing your blood flow and whatever, all the health benefits aside of it. But for me, Exercise is a form of self-care because it's the one time of day I can really focus on myself and like isolate myself. I'm constantly at the library, constantly at school, constantly talking to my roommates, whatever it is. But when you're working out, it's like a whole different category of self-care. You're doing it for you. You're there for you. You're not talking to anyone. You're just focusing on yourself and getting lost in whatever workout you're doing. Next up, journaling. Sounds stupid, and I am always one who, which sounds weird, literally one of my majors is journalism, but I always got stressed out with journaling because I always felt that it had to be perfect. Like, if you look on Pinterest, all those journaling little tabs that show up, it's like the perfect handwriting in the perfect little rugged journal, and they have the date all written cutesy in the corner, and that is exhausting to me. That puts way too much pressure on journaling. And my form of journaling is having a chaotic notebook that I open up when I'm fucking crabby or stressed or overwhelmed and just writing it. My handwriting looks like shit. I'm writing in the middle of the page all over it. It just looks bad, but it's somewhere to get your thoughts out. So in that way, I kind of want to like reword journaling and more so just jotting down how you feel, getting it all out on paper and just writing as much as you can, whatever comes to your mind. Next up, I wrote healthcare. I don't know what that, (laughs) what does that mean? Like go to the doctor? I don't even know. Okay, but 
what I think I mean by that is actually doing stuff that makes you feel better on the inside, helping your health, improving it, taking supplements. If you're where I am and it's winter for half the fucking year and you need some vitamin D, take some vitamin D supplements. If you feel like your gut is all over the place, take some gut supplements. Eat your greens, drink whatever protein shake you gotta, do stuff to make you feel better from the inside out. I think is what I meant by that. I don't know why the hell I wrote healthcare. That is so weird. But um, my next step is meditation. This is also seems very hippie-esque, but it doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged in an empty room with three candles and a yoga mat. It doesn't have to be that. Anytime that you're taking the chance to quiet down and slow down your life is going to be beneficial. Just sit with yourself in your chair, in your kitchen, in your room, in your car, and just sit in silence for five minutes. That's what I see as meditation. Next up, (laughs) on a contradictory side of that, socializing. For me, sometimes I get super in my head. I'm a very outgoing person and I get a lot of energy from other people. So when I'm with other people, it helps me take the focus off of myself and realize that the things that I'm worried about and stressed about really are not that fucking bad. Like it's, it's not that deep. It never is that deep. So socializing, going out and just getting out of your day-to-day routine, getting out of your home, changing it up a little bit can be good for you. Next up, cleaning. <laughs> for all my type A people out there, this really helps me. And even if you're not type A, I think that cleaning is a great form of self-care. I really do. Because when I'm able to clean the space around me, it almost feels like the stuff inside my brain also gets cleaner. Like when I'm organized externally, I'm organized and feeling better internally, if that makes sense. That's probably super backwards and also contradictory of everything I've said. But cleaning up stuff around you just allows you to get in the zone, picking up, wiping the floors, wiping the counter. You can put on a podcast, this podcast. Hey, you can put on a show, a movie on in the background and just picking up around you. Something about cleaning goes a long way for me, and it really helps me kind of focus in. Another example, this is one that my roommate gave, shout out her, but she's like literally lighting a candle. Literally, if you light a candle, that has to be some form of self-care because it makes me feel so much better. And you can combine that with any of these. You clean your kitchen, light a candle. You're journaling, light a candle. You're meditating, light a candle. Something about it, I don't know what it is. There has to be some sort of deep philosophical metaphor on the flame that's sprouting and how that's offering new life and scent into the air. I don't fucking know. I also really don't fucking care, but something about it helps and that's all I know. Next up, painting. If you're artistic and that's a way for you to kind of express yourself and kind of allow yourself to decompress, I think painting and drawing are fantastic ways to do it. Because as all of the examples I gave before, you take your mind off of yourself. You're focusing on creating something, creating something new, bringing something new into the world instead of the stuff that's already there. And lastly, I would like to especially emphasize this one. Listening to music or podcasts is a great way of self-care. Before I started this, I've always been a podcast person. And when I was in my head or just needing a moment to decompress... Putting on a podcast and listening to someone else talk and do the work for me inside my head somehow did wonders for me. It made me feel so much better. And I know that's how a lot of people, including myself, feel about music, too. When I'm just 
angry and stressed and quiet isn't doing it for me because I know there's a lot of people out there where you kind of go insane if it's super quiet and you're super stressed. Putting on music is a great way to go about that. And the best part about music is you can choose what kind of music you want to play. Are you in a crabby mood and you want to just fucking jam out? Do it. You want to chill, listen to some old jazz? Do it. You want to listen to music that doesn't have lyrics? Do it. You have the power to kind of change your vibe just through music. So after I was thinking more about it, I was putting myself into the shoes of, well, myself or any of you and thinking about what really helps for self-care. Like you can do all this stuff where it's like meditate, buy a journal, literally everything I just fucking said. But for me, a lot of it comes from finding something to take your brain off of. And in that sense, finding a hobby is perfect. Hobbies oftentimes don't need to be as deep as finding what fuels your soul or finding your purpose or passion. Sometimes we just need a damn distraction from our day-to-day, something to mix up our routine and place our focus on. So find a new recipe to make, maybe start hiking, become one of those people who are like super into juicing. Like, you know, those people that just like fucking juice everything. Like, I swear to God, you'll be sitting there eating cheese and crackers and they're like, have you ever juiced that before? Maybe be one of those people. They, I feel like they know what they're doing. Be a juicer. I don't know. What the fuck not? Also, things are always trending. Okay. There is always a trend going on. I don't think that there has been a day past in the last two decades where there hasn't been a new trend that the fucking Kardashians have been practicing. Like literally right now, college girls are having an absolute fucking blast with their middle school cameras. Like for real, girls are bringing their $40 Nikon cameras that they got when they were in like fucking fifth grade and acting like they found the goddamn holy grail. And that's me. I am girls. I love that. My parents are probably like, all right, we spent this money on a phone and your tiny ass camera from the fifth grade is bringing you joy. Okay, are you kidding me? But it's something that's trending right now. It's making people happy. People love to do it, bringing your camera to the bar and taking pictures. And I don't know, I love it. So look into different trends that are going on. I know a lot of times they're toxic and you can argue that they're good, they're bad, they're creative, but there's something to do and there's something that's going on. And actually though, I have recently gotten more into makeup. And that's been a fun little hobby for me. Not because I think like I'm doing it because I hate myself or hate how I look. It's just as kind of fun in the way that drawing or painting is. It's just kind of creating something new. It's something fun to do. So going off of this, finding something new to get into that you can look forward to is the most important part. Simply start a new book or a show. That's the easiest way that I kind of practice self-care is finding something to look forward to. When you're working or you're doing homework or you're just going about your days, you want something that's going to make you happy and excited for the rest of the day or stuff that you have upcoming. So a show or a book that you can kind of get lost into is one of my favorite practices of self-care, 100%. And going back to trends, I just thought of this and I think that this is something that a lot of people have done and benefited from. There is this trend going around where people are printing off pictures of themselves from when they're like three or just when they're younger and putting it in their mirror or putting it somewhere that they see every day so that they remember who they were as a child. And when they look at themselves, what are you going to do? Are you going to talk shit to that five-year-old? Fuck no. You're going to treat yourself with respect and talk to yourself with kindness as you did when you were younger. A lot of times we lose our younger selves because we get so fucking caught up in what society tells us that we should do. 
We group ourselves into these categories. Are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Are you smart? Are you creative? Are you this? Are you that? Just when you're younger, there are no boundaries. You're just being your full authentic self. And that's one of the beauties of this trend of printing that picture is that you're looking at that person and remembering who she was. And it kind of gives you incentive to live as she did. Also, Treating yourself with respect is obviously the whole point of this podcast, but we always feel like we need to earn things that you love. Like we need to save our favorite dinner for a special occasion, or we need to earn our favorite ice cream. Like after I work out today, then I'll go buy this ice cream. But what if you just got in the car right now and picked it up and sat in front of your TV and watched your favorite show? I guarantee you the world wouldn't stop. It just wouldn't. But we always make ourselves earn things. And a lot of times that's good. You know, work ethic is important. Self-discipline, very important for success, for overall mindset. But we're doing it to the point that we are never giving ourselves what we love. I used to never listen to my favorite music unless the moment was right. I used to never use my favorite captions or post my favorite photos because it wasn't the exact perfect moment. And same goes for TV shows or episodes. I used to never want to watch my favorite movie because it wasn't the perfect time and I didn't want to like taint that memory. What the fuck is that? What is the point of even having something that is a favorite if you're never going to partake in it? If you're never going to eat that ice cream or eat that meal and just constantly save it? There is never going to be a right time. So practice self-love now and enjoy what you love while it's still here. Buy yourself some fucking flowers while you're at it or a new candle because I just went on a rant about candles like 10 minutes ago. Buy yourself a new book. Buy yourself that ice cream or that meal that you want. Just do something for yourself. I know a lot of this talk has been about internally self-loving yourself, but a lot of it comes from simple gestures. What would you do for your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your best friend or someone who's going through a breakup? You would treat them to make them feel better. So why don't you do that for yourself? Huh, fucking crazy, I know. And for me, I've heard this shit 400 times. Everyone's like, get yourself a journal. Develop a 400-step fucking skincare routine. Connect with an old friend. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't even need to do any of that because then we put pressure on these things. Like, oh, if I don't get the cutest little journal from Target, how else am I gonna love myself? No, fuck no. Think of where you are when you are at your best. Are you with people? Are you alone? Are you traveling? Who are you? Think of that person. Who are they? Start there. When it comes to self-love, just start there. You don't need to meditate. You don't need to buy a journal. And I know I went through all these ways to practice it, but it's as simple as thinking of who you are when you are at your best. Okay? And I also just realized that I gave a ton of tips that, yes, I do, but not my favorite tips of practicing self-love. So here are a few of mine that you should practice. Blaring music in my car, okay? I love that. I look forward to long drives by myself because I can just play whatever song I want, however many times I want, at whatever volume I want. And I can just sing as loud as I want to or not sing at all. You're just by yourself. 
Another way I practice self-love is drinking heavily. <laughs> Fucking kidding. I needed to say that though. Okay, maybe don't drink heavily. I mean, if you want to own it, whatever, do your thing. But um, another way is running to songs that make me feel like I'm competing in the goddamn Olympics. Like, I feel like I am the fastest motherfucker in this gym and I am going to win that 400 meter dash. I am going as fast as I can. So just running, running as fast as I can. And then contradicting to that, I like just sitting in silence. I like when my house is empty and I have time to clean and put on a little bit of music or put on a show in the background and just decompress and reset the space around me and the space inside of me. Another way is I like to watch a new movie, okay? I'm going to give you a little bit of a hot take before the hot take section. I kind of prefer new movies over old. And it's weird because there's no one here to like argue back with me. So I'm just arguing back with myself. But the thing about new movies is that you're always learning something new or feeling something different. You don't know what's going to happen. Even if it's a shitty movie, you still kind of feel a little different after. So that's in a way why I often prefer new movies over old, which is such a hot take because everyone's like, I love this movie. I want to rewatch it a hundred times, which yes, I am there. I so get that. Ocean's Eleven. I want to watch that movie a hundred times till the day I die. But sometimes you just need a new movie, a new mindset, new perspective, something to get your mind off of what you already know. And my very, very, very last tip that I want to leave you all with and is arguably the most important Don't fucking think too much, okay? Life is not meant to be as deep as we and social media wants us to think it is. It is meant to be lived, to be experienced. If we are sad, we don't need to stress ourselves out and buy every journal and planner and yoga mat on the planet. Just be. Feel what you need to. Sit in your bed. Crank music. Do what you gotta do. Go for a walk. Step away from where you are. And think about what makes you happy, but don't get too tied up in it. Okay. It's all about just embracing who you are. You are a unique person. You have unique aspects. You have something different that the person next to you does not have at all. And that's fucking cool. That's why you're here. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to own who you are. So embrace that unique person. Embrace whatever it takes to practice your self-love because you are here for a reason and you've made it this far in the episode for a reason because you do love yourself and you want to work on becoming a better you. But sometimes becoming a better you is just learning who you are. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have to replay this episode a hundred times, I truthfully don't even know what I just said. So maybe I will replay it a hundred times too. I offer these Tips and tricks is kind of a general idea of what a lot of people do. I pull a lot of these suggestions from my roommates, but I think having that fresh perspective or new ideas or trying something new is sometimes the best way to practice that self-love. All right, hot take section. I kind of already gave my hot take a little bit in the episode by saying that I often prefer new movies over old movies. And by that, I want to say it's not like the decade that the movie was produced in. I prefer movies I haven't seen before over movies that I have because I think that there's so many good movies out there that I just haven't seen that I want to see them all and I want to learn as much as I can and just feel something from it. And when you watch an old movie, you know what's going to happen. You're expecting it. 
And it's still great. It's still fucking amazing. Like, oh my gosh, have you guys seen Mamma Mia? Fantastic. I'll watch that a million times. But there's something different, like I said, about watching something you haven't seen before and feeling something different because of it. So that wasn't necessarily my hot take for the day. It was kind of more of an unintentional one. My hot take for the day is that I think that white pasta sauce is better than red pasta sauce. Yes. There's no one, like I said, to argue back with me. So I'm just going to own this shit. Okay. Red pasta sauce a lot of times has chunks. I don't love the chunks in pasta sauce. I just don't. Like, it doesn't mix well with the pasta. I hate onions, and there's always onions in there. I just, I don't want to eat the chunks of the sauce. I just want to eat the pasta and have an additional taste on it. So, in that case, I love white sauce. Also, I think Alfredo is way better than, like, marinara or pasta sauce. Is marinara pasta sauce? Or is that pizza sauce? Whatever the basic (laughs) red pasta sauce is. Good thing I studied abroad in Italy. I really know what I'm talking about. Um, But... I just think like Alfredo and creamy white sauce, so much better than red sauce. I really do. So that is my hot take for the day. Very short, very sweet people. I'm just trying to make this episode a simple one so that you can take away the message that I said about self-love. Don't think too much about it. Identify your own needs. Be a little compassionate towards yourself. Practice self-care in whatever way that that looks best for you, okay? There is no one-size-fits-all here, people. It's all about you. And remember that you are the person that you are spending the most time with, so make sure to nurture yourself and treat yourself like someone you love. All right, people, and as always, remember to own who you are, mean what you say, and whatever you do, do it with emphasis, baby. I will see you next Tuesday.